JP Morgan disappoints. Delta beats expectations. We cover the biggest analyst calls of the day. Supplier prices soar in a shipping slowdown. This is the Running With The Money Briefing. Let's get into it. and welcome to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing powered by Pounding The Table. I'm your host, Luke Donate, and welcome back to another episode and another great day in the markets. You know, you take a look at the close, Dow Jones up 344 points, NASDAQ up 272, and the S&P 500 up 49. Meanwhile, oil continuing to grind to the upside as well. You take a look sector by sector, group by group, the number one performing sector of the day, consumer cyclicals are behind it, technology, and in third, basic materials, energy, communication services, industrials, consumer defensive, healthcare, real estate, and financials, alongside utilities, all also moving to the upside today. So a pretty darn green day today, coming off of a pretty rough few sessions here. But on the week, the top performer is still energy of 3.82%. Now, shifting into the biggest headlines of the day, we have to lead off with JP Morgan disappointing investors. And my, oh my, that name getting slammed today. You take a look down 3.22%, hitting a new 52-week low. Ouch. So let's dig right into those numbers. So they delivered an adjusted earnings per share of $2.76, which did beat the expectation of $2.69. Now, it's also important to note that that $2.76 per share excludes a $0.13 cent impact tied to Russia. So that is something to take into consideration. Also, profit over at JP Morgan falling 42% year over year to $8.28 billion. So profit absolutely getting clobbered down 42% year over year. Revenue coming in at $31.59 billion, which did come in above the expectation of $30.86 billion, but apparently not enough for those JP Morgan investors. It is also important to note that revenue dropped still, even though it came in above the estimate, it still dropped by 5% year over year, which also exceeded the analyst estimates. So taking a look at net interest income, we see that JP Morgan, they actually experienced a net interest income increase of 7% to $13.97 billion, which topped the $13.7 billion estimate. Now, shifting into charges, JP Morgan did indeed note that they took a $902 million charge from building credit reserves for anticipated loan losses. That's also according to CNBC. And this is compared with $5.2 billion in release from a year earlier. So that is something to note. Now they're starting to build back up those credit reserves which is interesting. Now, it's also important to note here that JP Morgan, while they did reiterate they're optimistic on the economy, they're starting to hedge themselves, it seems, and starting to prepare for some greater economic risk. In fact, CEO Jamie Dimon said, we remain optimistic on the economy, at least for the short term. Consumer and business balance sheets, as well as consumer spending, remain at healthy levels, but see significant geopolitical and economic challenges ahead, 
due to high inflation, supply chain issues, and the war in Ukraine. Now, I do want to note that JP Morgan did indeed announce throughout this report that they did book a $524 million loss that was driven by spreads after the Russian invasion. So they did take a sizable loss due to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And then finally, coming out of JP Morgan this morning, the company announced a stock buyback plan and approved a $30 billion share buyback plan program. So a lot of news coming out of JP Morgan. Many investors and traders disappointed with that today. JP Morgan finishing down 3.22%. Now shifting into Delta, beating expectations, delivering an adjusted loss per share for the first three months of the year of just $1.23, which was better than the expected loss per share of $1.27. Also revenue coming in at $9.35 billion dollars in comparison to $8.92 billion that was expected. Now, you compare these levels to 2019 levels in sales, we're still down 11%, but that 11% isn't all too far off. So you could say and argue that the recovery in travel, specifically air travel, is well on its way. Also, Delta reporting a net loss of $940 million for the first quarter of the year here. It is also important to note that guidance is what really impressed the market. So Delta announcing alongside these earnings that unit revenues are expected to rise by double digits throughout the second quarter in comparison with 2019 levels. It's also important to note that overall in so far, those sales are going to recover and have recovered as much as 97% of the sales generated in the last three years. Now, Delta Airlines, they are also expecting a return to profitability in Q2 as well. A lot of investors happy with that news. They also talked about ramping up their flight schedule as the peak travel season is approaching and they are planning to fly 84% of their 2019 capacity this quarter, Q2. We got commentary from CEO Ed Baston. He went on to say, quote, as our brand preference and demand momentum grows, we are successfully recapturing higher fuel prices, driving our outlook for a 12 to 14% adjusted operating margin in strong free cash flows in the June quarter. So, Delta impressing the market, delivering some solid guidance and some solid earnings for the first quarter of the year. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we had RBC reiterating Meta as outperform. The firm went on to say, quote, another round of SMB ad agency channel checks raises our conviction that Facebook, now Meta, is likely to see another rocky quarter upcoming, prompting lower estimates and a price target to $240. So RBC continuing to like Meta, but noting that their price target is a bit lower due to a possibly rocky quarter ahead. Now shifting into Bank of America, initiating Warner Bros. Discovery as a buy today. The firm went on to say, quote, in our view, the merger of Warner Bros. and Discovery creates a global media powerhouse that offers a compelling growth and deleveraging profile, including 14% plus 2022 through 2025 EBITDA CAGR, driving net leverage from four and a half times to just around one times by 2025. Bank of America initiating Warner Bros. Discovery as a buy. We also had KeyBank reiterating Apple as overweight today. The firm went on to say, quote, 
Our checks indicate customer demand for iPhone 13 in March remains healthy and sell through largely in line with store expectations aided by one better supply two tax refunds in three the release of the green iphone which is tracking slightly above store expectations key bank reiterating apple as overweight today new street upgrading nvidia to buy from neutral as well the firm went on to say quote on balance we no longer see crypto as a reason not to own the stock and upgrade nvidia to buy a weakness driven by crypto would be limited, short-lived, and only an opportunity to add to positions. One-year target price, $280, 36 times, full year 2025 EPS of $7.8 and 2.2 times the SOXX. So, new straight, liking NVIDIA. Baird reiterated Amazon as outperformed today. They go on to say, quote, we are adjusting our Amazon estimates to reflect the impact from the stronger USD and higher fuel prices. A Q3 prime day, a best guess, and higher cost associated with AWS capacity growth. We are now modestly below consensus for Q1 and Q2, but still believe Amazon remains in a strong relative competitive position in e-commerce with accelerating online retail growth through the year. Baird liking what they see at Amazon, reiterating it is outperformed. And then we had two final analyst calls on the day. Bernstein naming Las Vegas Sands as a top pick. The firm went on to say, quote, Las Vegas Sands and Sands China are our Bernstein best idea for the second quarter of 2022. We rate both stocks outperform with a target price of $56 and $30.75 Sands China. Both stocks have underperformed since the start of COVID, punished by concerns around Macau, regulatory environment, concession uncertainty, and COVID-related travel restrictions. Bernstein saying upside in Las Vegas Sands. And then finally, Barclays reiterated Netflix as equal weight. The permanent say quote, based on the average predicted value across various short and long-term models, Netflix appears to be on a path to around 4 million subs. Better than company guidance, but still weak in the absolute for a Q1. Barclays liking the possibly better than expected numbers for Netflix, but at the same time, a little weak for a Q1 on a Netflix. So therefore, reiterating it as equal weight. Now, shifting away from the biggest analyst calls of the day, I want to talk about these supplier prices soaring. So this morning, we got the producer price index. And of course, if you don't know, that measures the prices paid by wholesalers. And that metric increased by 11.2% from a year ago. So year over year. Now you take a look and when you take that 11.2% increase year over year and compare it to the entire data set that started in 2010, it is the highest number on record. Also, we go on a monthly basis and the producer price index climbed by 1.4% on a monthly basis. That not only came in above the Dow Jones estimate of 1.1%, but also sets a record. Now, taking a look, if you strip out food, energy, and trade services, it becomes core PPI. Very similar to, for instance, that core CPI. They're stripping out the more volatile elements of their calculation. And you get a core PPI of 0.9% above on a month-over-month basis. So it increased 0.9% month-over-month. 
That was also above the estimate of 0.5% and also the biggest monthly gain we have seen since January of 2021. And then that core PPI also increased 7% year over year. Now, what does this all mean? Well, it potentially means higher inflation ahead. Now, why does it mean that? Well, PPI is actually considered a forward-looking inflation measure. Now, why is that? It's because it's not measuring the inflation at the final output. It is measuring the prices at the beginning and throughout the pipeline of those goods and services that consumers are eventually going to purchase. So in essence, those costs are in all likelihood going to be passed on to the person who purchases the good or service, and therefore you could see more inflation passed down the line. So this is something to note that PPI came in pretty darn hot, and it just goes to show that inflation continues to run hot. Now, shifting into the final topic of the day here on the show. A shipping slowdown. Now, we mentioned it in the top, in the beginning, and I want to talk about it in a little more detail. So, according to Bloomberg, U.S. real economic activity is slowing sharply. So, yesterday, we talked about, out of that CPI data, vehicles, specifically used vehicles, and those prices coming down quite a bit for a year-over-year, month-over-month decline. Now, if we take a look here, heavy truck sales in the United States, they're actually a very good indicator of economic activity. In fact, they're a leading indicator of economic activity, and they represent 65% of the dollar value in North American freight that is moved by trucks, once again, all according to Bloomberg. So you take a look at what that metric is telling us, and we dig into it further, and we see that new truck sales have actually been falling by quite a darn bit, and they're down 23% on an annual basis. Not a good sign. Now, you compare that to new auto sales. Those are falling at a similar rate, and then we take those and we put them in historic context. And We have not seen these types of declines in these heavy truck sales and new auto sales since the past few previous recessions. We saw these numbers preceding recessions. So some are arguing, that could this be signaling a recession? Now, others are arguing, no, this is basically, this is a scenario in which we have not gone through. You know, obviously there was a massive pandemic. You saw major supply chain challenges. So this isn't relatable, but it's important to note that we have not seen these types of declines in, for instance, new truck sales and new auto sales since and preceding previous recessions. Now, I also want to talk about freight volume. That's been slowing. Now, you take a look at that freight volume and annual growth in containers loaded at the Port of Los Angeles has actually been steadily moving to the downside, according to Bloomberg, now down to 0% after hitting 20% the previous year. So, you are also seeing those freight volumes come down. Now, there is one thing that could have caused this that people are not talking about and you need to talk about this, it's the lockdowns in China. Now, obviously, that's going to create a slowdown given that cities and regions that account for just about, if not over 40% of China's 2020 GDP are either in full lockdown or partial lockdown. So that's also important to note that part of this slowing here, especially when it comes to freight, could be due to what you're seeing in China. But the real numbers here that are important to pay attention to are those new truck sales and new auto sales coming down quite drastically. And 
that can function as a leading indicator to the economy, and it could be a potential sign that the economy is going into a slowing scenario. So pay attention to this, put it on a notepad if you're a big-time market person, and just pay attention to the numbers coming out when it comes to new truck sales and, of course, new auto sales, and see if they move any lower. It's something I'm paying attention to, and it's definitely something I'm going to keep my eye on. Now, that is the show. I thank you all for listening once again to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing. We'll be back, of course, tomorrow to talk the biggest moments of the day, news, etc. But in the meantime, go get my boys a listen and a follow at Pounding the Table anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, I'd be blessed if you would go and check out the Running With The Money social pages and, of course, our website, runningwiththemoney.com. You can follow us anywhere at Running With The Money on Facebook and Instagram or just follow me at Luke Donay on Twitter. Until the next one, easily profit, trade on. See you then. <laughs>